you? I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. We are so excited to be with you again on a Thursday where Sarah and I get to come to you and talk to you about the quest. Now, if you do not know what I'm talking about when I say the quest, then you need to go back two episodes to last Thursday's um, podcast and listen, because in that episode, we give you the eight elements of the quest. And this is really the overview of what a quest is. And you need to go do that. But um, in this one, we're going to be diving deeper into the first element of the quest, which is the quest. And so I want you to be ready to go. So first off, I am Michelle Gifford, your host, and we are with Sarah Allred. We're super excited to be here together. Thursdays are the best. We feel like we get these amazing interviews on Tuesdays where we speak with incredible women and some men about how they really are lighting the world up with really grand things. And then Thursdays, we get to come to you and help all of us get better at becoming more like that. And and what are the steps to really making that happen? So do not delay. If you haven't listened to the episode, two episodes back about the quest, pause it right here, go back, listen to it. It's going to make so much more sense. And you'll get to hear Michelle's awesome voice as she says, Welcome to your quest. Welcome to your quest. It's <laughs> my favorite. But still go back and listen because you're really going to want to know what it's all about. So let's talk about it, Michelle. All right. So let's define what a quest is. And a quest is just when you're feeling called to do something. Now, this can be broken down into two types of quests. You can be compelled to quest. And these are things that are trials, um, that you are facing. And these are things that you don't get to choose. So maybe someone does something to you or, um, but you're not choosing to quest. And this can be like infertility, maybe a job loss, um, a death or, or sickness or those kind of things. We also call them trials. Um, and then the choosing to quest is when you feel compelled or called to do something. And these are what we are going to be focusing on because, um, because knowing what the quest is and knowing how, um, how to choose it and when to say yes and when not to say yes and how to step out in faith and forget the fear, that's what's really important. And I also just want to say quickly that there is always a choice in the compelled the quest option because we can simply endure a hardship and a trial. We can do that and come out at the other side and not be better for it. But when we, actively choose Christ and choose to make him our guide, then we are taking that trial and turning it into a quest because at the end of that trial, we will have become something new and we will become closer to Christ. It helps us get up that mountain, right? One switch back at a time. And so that is the first part is we need to know that there are two types of quests and to really understand what it feels like when you're being called to quest. Okay. So Sarah, do you want to talk about, about that? So being called to quest for sure is the more fun 
out of the two, right? So thanks for passing the buck for that one to me, because I am happy to talk about that one. And some of the dialogue that you're going to start having in your brain when God is trying to call you to quest is little sentences that sound like this. Ooh, I really feel like I should fill in the blank. You know, I can't seem to get this idea of my head. What do you think about this? Dot, dot, dot. Man, it would be so neat if I could dot, dot, dot. These are little pieces of internal dialogue that are going to go on in your brain that are kind of giving you a push here. This is what we call the spirit, right? This is the spirit talking to you. And I think it's so funny. I think a lot of the time that we just think, oh, my brain's just kind of rocking and rolling and everything like that. And maybe we don't give ourselves the credit that we deserve that that could possibly be the spirit talking to you, that you are living worthy of the spirit and that here you are being given an idea that could bless you personally, that could bless your family, that could bless the world. Who knows? Who knows what this idea is going to do. Um, but when those kind of sentences start to come into your mind, it's time to move forward on something. It's time to move forward. So Michelle, what kind of things have you seen as people have had ideas and then not known what to do with them? One of the hard things is that you are going to have these thoughts and then you have to make the choice. Like, are you going to do this? And Heavenly Father gave us our agency is something I know I fought pretty dang hard for in the pre-existence, right? Is to have my agency and to be able to choose. And so on these times, we have to make the choice. But the thing is, is it's kind of scary. And there's a lot of fear because we are stepping out into the darkness. Now we are being called to do something that we've never done before, or it wouldn't be a quest and it wouldn't be hard. And it'd be pretty easy to say yes to. Um, so for example, I have a friend who is wonderful and they had their school just turned from a, from a junior high to a middle school. And so they had a seminary building for the ninth graders, but now ninth graders weren't there anymore. They just had this empty building and she kept getting the prompting. Like she needed to do something for these sixth, seventh, eighth graders, because she's like, the uh, adversary is not waiting for them to be in ninth grade to have seminary to attack them. So there's this, there was this um, building open and she thought, you know what? Well, what happened? She's like, I kept feeling like I should do something. And then she would have conversations with people and they would bring it up. And then, um, and then she went and talked to the people over the seminary building and now she has a morning devotional she has put on and is helping hundreds of kids every morning and giving them the spiritual armor they need to to make it for the day. And I think that sometimes we are listening to these influencers and we think that it has to be this huge thing. And honestly, that what my friend is doing is a huge thing, right? But it but if you take a step back, you're like, oh, what she's doing is just doing a daily devotional, but she's affecting hundreds of lives. And so that's kind of the process of what a quest looks like. Like you're going to start thinking about these things and then opportunities are going to come up. People are going to be put in your place and there's going to be conversations happen. And so the really the key part, though, is the stepping forward in faith. I love this. I love this so much because it it's such a truth. You know, faith without works is dead. 
you know that God is there for you. And in fact, maybe you've even acknowledged that that is the spirit that's talking to you about, you know, changes you want to make um, at your school, like you talked about, or a business that you want to start or a podcast you want to start, or um, maybe you're feeling distant or disconnected from your teenager and you want to find a way to better connect with them that you know that the Lord can help you with that. You have faith that the Lord is powerful enough to do that. And yet sometimes we just sit. We just sit there and we don't even know the first step forward. And so often your first step forward is going to be either like a phone call or you're going to type out some notes on a piece of paper about your idea or you're going to reach out to someone that you know is an expert in that area. And I cannot tell you the dozens and dozens, I mean, we could maybe even say hundreds of times that Michelle and I have been approached from friends or acquaintances or whatever it may be that reach out, out to us on Facebook or Instagram or they text us or whatever. And it always comes with this little line like, so I have this really cool idea that I'd love to run by you. Okay, they've got something going on or they'll say, so I've created this online class and I have no idea what to do with it. I have no idea what to do. I just felt like I should do it. What am I supposed to do? And in fact, I just got a text this morning um, from a friend of mine, just this morning, who is someone who has felt called to do a quest. And she came to me and she said, I'm not very Instagram savvy. And this is where Michelle will laugh. Ha ha, like I am. But she goes, I'm not very Instagram savvy. I have some questions about how I link my Instagram account to her website and to her Facebook and those kinds of things. And so this is someone who is taking a simple step forward by getting usernames on Instagram. And that may seem like a really like basic, basic thing, but it is a step forward in the direction that we want to be going. And the cool thing about this is you don't have to take my word for this about how important it is to step forward. And you don't even have to take Michelle's word for it that taking a step forward is so critical in defining your quest because it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. So Michelle, tell me about this really cool thing that you discovered. So actually, these quests are throughout the scriptures. They're throughout the Book of Mormon. They're throughout the Bible. They're everywhere because um, a quest is, is simply a divine assignment, a smaller divine assignment that build upon each other to help us become who we're supposed to be. So of course, this is going to be everywhere in the gospel because this is how God works. He doesn't ask us to climb the mountain straight up, right? The switchbacks a little bit at a time, getting closer to God as we move on. So you can look at most any prophet in there. Um, I was looking at reading about Daniel, and he does not automatically get thrown into the lion's den. That is not where Daniel first arrives on the scene, right? He is um, captured with his friends, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, right? And he um, is asked to do, to eat the king's food. He refuses. He's stronger than ever. And then he eventually moves himself up into um, the king's court where he is known as a wise man, right? He, he um, interprets Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And then he has a, another quest, right, where he has to choose if he is going to stick with praying and praying to the God he knows is there or if he's going to turn keep his mouth quiet, right? And then he has, um, gets stoned in the lion's den. And throughout this, he's, every quest, he has that decision point where he has to decide if he is going to stay on the Lord's side, take a step into the darkness, or if he is going to be held back by fear. 
And Sarah and I were talking about another instance in the Bible where there is a huge amount of people who their quest is hindered for 40 years because they are afraid. Let's talk about them. So what I loved, and I have to give credit to the March Enzyme. If you go to LDS.org, you can search um, under their library for the Enzyme, and it's March. And you're going to hear me turn the page here. The uh, The title is called Israel's Exodus and Deliverance Then and Now. And gosh, I feel like I've read this story a hundred times and I've watched the movie Prince of Egypt a hundred times. And yet I haven't really conceptualized how important this story is about Israel. We all know that Israel was delivered. They were in bondage to the Egyptians. Pharaoh was brutal. They were slaves, brutally treated, all these things. And Moses became this central figure who was on a quest to deliver his people after he found out who he was. He wanted to deliver these people. And what did they experience? They experienced Moses's prophecies of famine and of Pharaoh's son being killed. And all of these things that Moses said were going to happen, these, the, Israel saw this. They saw these things happening that Moses said were going to happen. And let's not forget, they also saw the parting of the Red Sea, right? Like pretty major stuff. They saw the power of God like right in front of their faces, right there, clear as day, you would think, right? This is where the little twist comes. Well, here they go. They are going to be brought to the promised land. And in order for them, they've been delivered in order for them to get to the promised land. It is an expected journey of 11 days. Okay, it should take them 11 days to get to the promised land. And as we know in the scriptures, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And I was so fascinated to read about why did this take 40 years? And why did it not take 11 days? And think about you personally. Like if you're, if you're at a certain place with your faith, um, or your, you know, your closeness with your family or whatever it is that you may be challenged with right now. Are you on the 11-day path or do you feel like you're wandering? Do you feel like you're wandering? Well, luckily, Moses and, and the Bible and Israel has taught us something here about how to expedite this journey a little bit so that we're not wandering for 40 years, which would be the worst, okay? The worst. <laughs> and what I really learned here, and it's going to sound so basic. And I hate to even say that, but it just shows how critical it is. And that is what lacked with Israel was faith. So Michelle, tell me what we see with Israel and how they had a lack of faith. So in this story, and this is not something that I remember as a kid, but um, have was listening to a Hank Smith talk. If you don't listen to Hank Smith with your kids, you should, they will love it. Um, but he talks about how they, they almost immediately go to the land of promise, and they send out spies for each of the um, tribes of Israel. So they pretty quickly get to the land of promise, and but it's already occupied, right? They are they have to defeat a people before they go and take it over and live there. And so they send twelve spies to go and check out the people that they're going to have to battle before they overtake the land. And those spies are out for a while. They come back, 
and they say, oh my goodness, you are going to love this land. It um, is a land of milk, milk and honey. There are so many good things to eat. It's beautiful. And so two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, they say that they should go forth and take the land, that they can totally do this and that God is with them. And so he will be there to help them conquer. And then the other 10 say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We can't do that. The people there are giants and we are like grasshoppers to them. And they put fear in the hearts of the people. And so they don't have faith. There was two that had faith and 10 that didn't. And the people went with those who had fear. And because of that, they were kept from the promised land for 40 years when they could have just gone forward in faith to receive God's blessing right then. And I think that's what happens. And this is what Sarah and I want want you to get from this as we're talking about examples in the Bible and other experiences is that we want to be closer to God but we always have to choose. And it's almost always going to be a choice of faith or fear. Sarah has a really great quote that Satan is at the why, right? It's at, I do. <laughs> we need to tell that story later. <laughs> um, but he, but, well, I have to insert here. I did graduate from BYU. So just know that it's a play on words. <laughs> so, did I. so did I. My alma mater. Okay. Yeah. Rise and it's shout. It's not bashing BYU. the why. <laughs> um, but, but it is the point that um, Satan is there. He's the one giving you that fear. And he's the one that wants to hold you back for 40 years and stop your progression because he knows that if you choose faith and to take that step and to, to an answer the call of the quest, that you're going to get closer to God. That is the point. That is the point is to get closer to God. And so God sends us on these quests and he will not let you into the promised land until you step forward. He can't because he loves you. He respects you. He loves your agency and he wants you to get closer to, to him. And so that's, that's the point of this whole thing. And so as we think about Israel, I mean, these are, this is a group of people that has seen one of the mightiest armies on earth. That, you know, Egypt, they've seen it de defeated and destroyed by God. And they were then afraid that he could not bring them into the promised land. I mean, it blows your mind that they had seen Moses at the Red Sea. Um, and, and they still, they can't get the concept that they need to walk in there and that God will, will deliver them again, again, and again, again. And so, one of the things I like to think about as I start to have an idea and as I immediately start to push back and think, oh, no, like, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. Or other people are already doing that. It's too crowded. Like, I mean, so many different thoughts can come into your brain. Um, I have to remind myself, how have I seen God work miracles with me? How has God changed me by becoming a mom? How has God changed me in my marriage? How has God developed my testimony? Um, how has God changed me by living far away from family, you know, for years and years and, and my husband having a really demanding job? Like, how have I been changed? Take heart in that because he is powerful enough to deliver you. He is. So step forward and listen to the words of Elder Devin Durant from General Conference in 2018 in April. He says, if you feel you have room for improvement or need greater preparation, please humbly respond as the Spirit prompts you and bind yourself to act. 
the key here is to act because we already know that we're getting promptings. We have already recognized them. We are feeling compelled. We know we need to do something, but it is in the action. And, you know, we are pretty hard on um, the children of Israel, right? And the 40 years, but we do that all the time, all the time where we are, where we doubt God and doubt that he has power to do it. And, and the key in that story is Moses, you know, goes to God and he says, when will they believe me? Not believe in me, because I think we all believe in God, We right? We know that he is there. We know that he has all power and that he will help us. But the question is that God asks Moses is, when will they believe me? And that is huge for us. When are we going to believe God that he can use us to do something way bigger than we ever thought? When when are we going to believe God? And when we do, we can do amazing things. And that's why we feel so compelled to talk to you about this quest is we want you to take heart. Know that you're not alone. It's okay to doubt. It's okay to ask. And because it's in those questions that we find power and answers from God, because God loves questions. He wants us to come with a willing heart and an open heart to receive answers from him. And he will answer those questions. So that is our Um, that's what we wanted to tell you today. And also we listened to conference just a couple weeks ago and there were so many people who were talking about the quest. One of the quotes I loved from elder cook, this conference is he said, fulfilling divinely appointed responsibilities, also known as quests based on righteousness, unity and equality before the Lord brings personal happiness and peace in this world and prepares us for eternal life in the world to come. It prepares us to meet God. Elder Cook is talking about quests, appointed responsibilities, divinely appointed responsibilities. These appointments, these quests that you're being called on are from God. And because of that, you have to believe him. Believe him that he will be there for you. Believe him that he can make something more than you can. And believe that he's going to be there in the hard times. And so that's what we want you to do. And we just share our own voices um, as we've seen it um, working with other women, with these women, women that we've interviewed from the women that we're around, whether it's, you know, at our church or in our neighborhood, or if it's our family or friends, that this, that this is truth, that if you really believe God, he can use you to do miraculous things. And that in God's eyes miraculous things are both big and small. And we just never have any idea what even these small miracles that we are producing because we are taking steps forward on our quest. We just have no idea what these kinds of things are going to lead to. And it's a wonderful time to be alive. Just a wonderful time to be part of this. So thank you so much for joining us on the Thursday podcast. We are so inspired by your stories. Um, we want to talk with you about your quest. We want to know what you've been called to do. And in fact, we'd even love to help you take a step forward. So jump on Instagram. If you don't know where to go and you don't know how to do something, Let's get this figured out. Let's get you that step forward so you can have the spirit with you and that confidence with you. And you can show God that you believe him and you're ready to move forward. Find us at Instagram.com slash The Women With Fire. And we're excited to hear from you. Thanks so much for joining us on The Women With Fire podcast. 
Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.